you're hungry. Y cuando uno tiene hambre, always want more. Siempre quiere más. Never have enough. Nunca es suficiente. Sit down, you eat a plate. Te sientas, te comes un plato. You haven't eaten in a while. Pero no has comido en tanto tiempo. You're gonna ask for more. Que vas a preguntar si hay más. <clears throat> and so, since we're building up a hunger for God, so como estamos um, creciendo nuestra hambre para el Señor, I'm here to tell you. Estoy aquí para decirte. I believe. Yo creo. There's gotta be more. Que tiene que haber más. The little crumbs that we get every week. Las migajas que agarramos todas las semanas. It's not enough for me. Ya no es suficiente. I'm on the bigger end here. Yo ya estoy en el otro lado. I need more. Yo necesito más. I'm not satisfied with just one service. No estoy satisfecho con un servicio. I'm not content with just one portion. No estoy satisfecho con solo una porción. I'm not content with a few drops. No, no quiero solo unas megijas. I'm not content with just a few crumbles of, of God's glory. No solo quiero migajas de la gloria de Dios. I'm not happy with just a, a little bit. No quiero solo un poquito. There's got to be more. Tiene que haber más. Do you believe that? ¿Creen eso? There's got to be more. Tiene que haber más. God is too big of a God. Dios es muy grande, un Dios. For us to settle. Para que nosotros nos satisfamos. For three songs. Con tres canciones. And a preaching. Y una predicación toda la semana. He's too big for Él this. Es demasiado grande para eso. He's too big of a God for us to settle for sitting in a building. Él está demasiado grande para estar satisfecho sentados en un edificio. With a few people coming out of the building. Con unas cuantas personas llegando. He's too big of a God. Él es demasiado grande, Dios. There's too many Oh, <laughs> 
That was humanity. Fue la humanidad. That God, the creator of everything, that holds the universe in his hands, made himself flesh like you and me, and came down to this earth to die on a cross for you and me. So no, there is no aliens. Because God didn't die for aliens. He died for us. God that we serve is a big man. So I know there's got to be more. He's a creative God. Before stars even existed. Before planets existed. God said, let me make me a planet. Let me create a star. And out of nothing, he made something. My daughter was telling me the other day. Looking at the sunset, saying how beautiful when the sun is going down. The sun, because it creates all these colors, colors we can't even describe, colors that we can't paint, because they all exist in the imagination of God. Do you hear what I'm talking about? My God is too big of a God to just give us crumbs every week. My God is a big God. He holds the universe in his hands. He created planets out of nothing. Oh, he's an awesome God. He said, I'm going to make me some life. I'm going to create a bunch of animals. And I'm going to make some of them unique. I'm going to make me some lions. And tigers. I'm going to make me some bears. Oh my. I'm going to make me some fish. And some whales. And some dolphins. And I'm going to make me a narwhal. And I'm going to make me an aardvark. And I'm going to create me a plant that eats flies. I'm going to create me a snake with a rattle on its tail. I'm going to make me an animal that's so slow that you can't even see it move. I'm going to make me an animal that can roll up into a ball. I'm going to make me some animals that can fly. I'm going to make me some birds with wings that don't fly. I'm going to make me some animals that will run real fast. And I'll make me some animals that will be man's best friend. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I'm talking about a God that's creative. A God that makes things up on the minute. That's the kind of God that we serve. You telling me this is all we get? All we get out of serving Him? We have to read the Bible every day. Come to church every week. And that's it? That's what it means to be a Christian? I don't think so. Yo no creo. Uh, yes, 
My God's too big for that. Mi Dios es demasiado grande para My God didn't die on the cross. Él no murió en la cruz. For you to sit here every week. Este sentado aquí toda and la listen semana. Listen to me talk. Y me oiga a mí hablar. Or listen to me sing. Oy, que me oigan a mí cantar. Él no murió para eso. He died on the cross so you could sing. Él murió para que usted. He died on the cross so you could lift your voice. Él murió para que usted pueda levantar su voz. He died on the cross so you could have something to say. He died on the cross so you could worship. He died on the cross so he could sit with you. So you could sit with him. He died on the cross so he could be with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He wants to be with you. Do you want to be with him? Because there's got to be more than this. I recently read a story of an atheist man. It was an interesting story because you know atheists don't believe in God. But this guy uh, had a sister who was married to a pastor. So you imagine Thanksgiving dinners? Christmas? Imagine the holiday season? How about Easter? <laughs> and so, here you have the pastor and his family and the atheist brother-in-law and, and every family gathering. Y en todos, reuniones familiares. Oh, and he wasn't just any type of atheist. Y él no era solo ah. cualquier tipo de ateo. You know, there's some atheists that don't believe in God and they're just like, whatever, I don't believe in that, don't talk to Hay me. Uno que son ateo, dice, Yo no creo en Dios, no me hables y ya. But this guy was an evangelistic atheist, Pero so you know what I mean. Era un ateo evangelístico, si me entiendes lo que He wanted atheo. everybody to be atheist. So these family gatherings. So estas reuniones familiares. What do you think he spent his time doing? He was trying to convert the pastor to become an atheist. He was trying to convince the world that God did not exist. Hmm. But one day, one day he called out of the blue. He called his sister and he said, Can I come up for a visit? And his sister thought it was kind of strange. And he said, Listen, I'm going to come up over the weekend and at the airport. And so the, the pastor and his wife made the arrangements and went to pick up their brother. And so they pick up the brother at the airport. And they're driving on the highway. As they're heading home. And the church that the pastor was a pastor of was right off the highway. And so they passed the church building on their way home. And though there was awkward silence in the car because they didn't really have anything to talk about. And so the pastor looks over at the building and is so trying pastor, to make some small talk. So el pastor ve el edificio y tratando de por lo menos hablar. 
He says, hey, we've been remodeling the church. You wouldn't be interested in stopping by to see her, would you? <laughs> Fully expecting his brother-in-law would say, no thanks. And kind of expecting or asking for an argument. Básicamente comenzando un, una pelea. And as soon as he said it, he regretted it. Y lo, lo tanto que lo dijo, se cambió de la mente. But to his surprise, Pero para su sorpresa, the brother-in-law said, el, el, el cuñado. cuñado dijo, Yes, I would. Sí, me encantaría. And so he pulled out of the highway, so él se, bajó de la carretera, and pulled into the parking lot y of the se metió al parqueo de la iglesia, and they get out the car y se salieron del carro, and they go to the door y a la puerta, and the pastor unlocks the door el pastor abre la puerta, and opens the door y abre la puerta, and lets the brother-in-law go y in lo deja al entrar. and the second the brother-in-law passed the threshold of the door he collapsed the ground se cayó al piso. he collapsed to the ground se cayó al piso. And he started weeping. Y comenzó a llorar. He started crying. Comenzó a gemir. He started crying out. Gritando. Oh God, help me! Dios, ayúdame. I'm not ready for this. Yo no estoy preparado para esto. Mm. He's on the ground crying Está out to God. Piso, gritando a Dios. And he looks up at the pastor. Y mira para arriba al pastor. And he grabs him by the legs. Y le agarró las piernas. He says, tell me how to be saved right Dime now. Dime cómo salvarme ahora mismo. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Later on, he was able to actually speak. Después, más tarde, cuando they, él podía hablar. Of course, they led him through a prayer no, and they spent some time with him. Oraron con él y, y, y todas las cosas. Later on, when he was able to explain Más what tarde, happened, qué fue lo que pasó. he says that when he walked to the door, él dice que él pasó por la puerta, he met God. Él a Dios. He said he doesn't know how to explain no it. But he knew that at that instant, que instant he had to get right with God. Él tenía que con Dios. Now, let me explain why I'm sharing the story es, with you. Le tengo, le estoy because there's more than just coming to church every Porque week. There is something called the manifest presence of God. The manifest presence The manifest presence is when God inhabits a building. It's when God sits down. And he is there even when we're not there. You see what happened with this atheist brother was that when he walked through that building he collided into God. See, God was in that building. There was no church in there. There was no service going on. There was no worship team. There was no preacher. There was nobody praying and But God was in his house. And when the atheist walked in that door, he had no choice but to confront his own self. 
to you out of the book of 2 Chronicles. Vamos a leer en Segunda Crónicas. Chapter 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Segunda de Crónicas capítulo 5. Verses 13 and 14. 13 y 14. Second Chronicles chapter 5, 13 and 14. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. Oh, there's got to be more. There's more. There's more. There's more to life. There's more to Christianity than this. There's more to, to being a Christian than this. Second Chronicles chapter 5 verses 13 and 14 says it came even to pass as the trumpets and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments and music and praised the Lord saying for he is good for his mercy endureth forever that then the house was filled with a cloud the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. <laughs> Cuando sonaban pues las trompetas y cantaban unos a todos a uno para alabar y dar gracias a Jehová y a medio de alabanza las voz de trompetas y símbolos y otros instrumentos de música y alaban a Jehová diciendo porque él es bueno porque su misericordia es para siempre entonces la casa de se llenó de una nube en la casa de Jehová y no podrían los sacerdotes estar ahí para ministrar por causa de la nube porque la gloria de Jehová había llegado a la casa de Dios oh the glory of the Lord had filled the house la, la gloria de Dios llenó la casa so that they could not minister so ya no podían ministrar the priest could not minister el sacerdote no podía they ministrar they couldn't do anything no podían hacer nada they couldn't work no podían they trabajar they couldn't function no podían funcionar the worship team couldn't sing el equipo de alabanza no podía the cantar the pastor couldn't preach los pastores no podían predicar the ushers couldn't ush no. <laughs> the greeters couldn't no preach they couldn't do what they needed no to do. You see what I'm saying? The ministers could not minister. Because the glory of God God filled his house with glory. Drop us on the ground, God. That we cannot minister because of you. Hallelujah. Let me give you a brief background. Déjame darte una historia aquí. We go back to the people of Israel. Déjame regresar al tiempo de la gente de Israel. I'm going to rewind. Voy a regresar un poquito. The people of Israel. La gente de Israel. Well, a guy named Israel. Había un hombre que se llamaba Israel. A.K.A. Jacob. O Jacob. And he had 12 kids. Él tenía 12 hijos. Well, 13. Bueno, 13. But 12 boys. Pero 12 hombres. And, and each one of those boys. Y cada uno de esos hombres became a tribe Se una tribu. and they, they ended up in Egypt. Y a Egypt there's a long story as to how 
hay una larga historia de cómo llegaron a Egipto. Pero terminaron en Egipto. God had promised his granddad. Dios le había dicho al, al abuelo de Abraham. You see that land right over there? That land is yours. I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Forever. Abraham only had one kid. And he had him when he was 100. But Abraham believed God. And it was counted him for righteousness. It was credited to him. For righteousness. And so... Um, Abraham's grandson, so Abraham, el gran, el nieto de Abraham, Jacob, Jacob, Israel, Israel, took his whole family, tomó su familia entera, and left the land that Abraham had earned, y dejó la tierra donde que Abraham había ganado, that God had promised, que Dios le había prometido, and he wound up in Egypt, y terminó en Egipto, and they multiplied in Egypt, y se multiplicaron en Egipto. The Bible says the children of Israel began to multiply. La Biblia dice que los hijos de, de, de él comenzaron a multiplicarse and increase. y a ser más. And uh, eventually there were so many of them Eventualmente había tantos de ellos that the Egyptians got scared. Que los egiptos le dieron, le dio miedo. And they said, we gotta, we gotta do something with these folks. Y dijo, tenemos que hacer algo con, esto, con esta gonna, gente. They're gonna run us out of our own country. Porque ellos nos van a correr de nuestro propio And they enslaved lugar. the people of Israel. Y los hicieron esclavos. And they were slaves in, in Egypt for 400 years. Y eran esclavos en Egipto, en Egipto por 400 años. But then God raised up a man. Entonces Dios Named Moses. And he sent Moses into Egypt to get his people out. There's a whole other long story as to how that happened. But Moses went into Egypt and led the people of Israel out of Egypt. And they went into the desert and, he, and he's taking them back to their own land. Back to the land that Abraham had a long time ago. They're going back. In the meantime, they, they're a bunch of sinners. They spent 40 years going in circles in the desert. And but in the desert, God reveals Himself to His people. And He says, "Listen up, y'all. I'm holy. That means you're holy. You have to be holy. If I'm going to be your God, I want to be your God. And I want you to be my people because of Abraham." Not because of you. You don't even deserve it. But Abraham. Abraham was my friend. And because I loved him so much. I'm going to keep my word to him. So you're going to be my people. And I'm going to be your God. And you're going to be holy. Because I'm holy. And so he taught them so él enseñó a ellos how to worship cómo adorar. and they built the thing called the tabernacle y construyeron un lugar que se llamaba el tabernacle. and it's basically a big tent un gran, um, tienda. Tienda. and it had three sections y había tres partes. and there was first the courtyard el, y primero estaba lo de kind of like our parking lot 
Como si fuera el parqueo. Then there was the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the holy place. Entonces había el lugar santo. Which was like our lobby out que here. Sería como el lobby de la iglesia. And then there was the holy of holies. Y después había el, el, el lugar Lord. más santo. Which would be our sanctuary. And he taught them all about worship. And how they needed to uh, uh, sacrifice animals. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And so he taught them all about how to be near But they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Eventually they found their way into the land. After a whole bunch of problems, they finally got themselves a king. The first king was a hot mess. So God rejected him. Kicked him out of the throne. And he said, I found me a boy. A man after my heart. Someone who loves me. Who wants to worship me. Who wants to be close to me. Someone who finally gets it. And David loved God. And David said, I want to be so close to God. I can't stand for the ark to be so far. I want the ark to be near me. I want God to be close to me. I want God's presence to be here in Jerusalem. And so David went out and grabbed the ark of the covenant and brought it to Jerusalem. But David didn't know what, what, what God had showed Moses. By that point, the people of Israel had gone so far off. David didn't understand that there was a process. And so he did everything all wrong. But let me tell you something. David didn't even know there was supposed to be a tabernacle. He just knew he couldn't look at the presence of God. And so he brought the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. But he knew he couldn't look at it. So he built a, a makeshift tent around it. And, and, and he had and he said I know one thing that God likes I know he likes worship and so David saw throughout all of Israel and found himself a bunch of worshipers and musicians and he brought them to Jerusalem and he said I want there to be worship in the presence of God 24 hours Seven days a week. And he had these worshipers who would take turns surrounding the ark of the presence, worshiping the Lord. And David could look out his window at night and he could see the worshipers and he could catch just a glimpse of the flame of God sticking between the arms of the worshippers as they danced and worshipped before the Lord. 
and he couldn't sleep one night. He could look out the window and he could see the presence of God. And he could say, okay, God is still here. God is still with me. And one day David said, this isn't good for the presence of God. God needs a temple. God needs a house. I want to build him a house. He said, God, I want to build you a house. And God said, David, I want you to build me a house. But you have only one problem. You, you're a murderer. You have blood on your hands. You, you've been a, a warrior king. And you, you love me, David. But you can't build me a house. But I'll tell you what, David. Because your heart. Because your heart is right. I will raise up your son. And he will build me that house. And David said, okay. I'll get everything in order. The only thing I won't do is build it. But I'll give the instructions to my son. And he raised up Solomon. And he trained him. And he taught him how to worship. And he taught him what he wanted. And he said, Solomon, I'm about to die. Here's the book. Here's the manual. This is what you need to do. Listen, the wood's already ordered. The gold's already in the warehouse. The frame is already in place. All you have to do is build the Solomon. Oh, and Solomon said, don't worry, Daddy. I got you. I got you. And David died. And the first thing Solomon did was build the temple. And he spent years building this place to perfection. He was the most beautiful temple ever made. Solomon's temple. And this chapter that we read took place the day that he opened the door. Do you see, this is a long story. But, but it has a background. You see, the reason God's glory filled the temple was because he couldn't wait to get in there. He's been wanting to be in his house since the time of Moses. Since the time of Moses. Since David. He wanted to be in the house. Don't you hear what I'm telling you, church? God wants to be in his house. But we, the reason he's not here is because we don't let him in. Oh, my God, my God, my God. He's been dying to come into it. You see, when Solomon finally finished, and he set a date for the opening service, God was watching his watch. Oh, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Gabe, I gotta go. Mike, I, I gotta go down. I, I can't be here right now. Oh, heaven is beautiful, but I want to be with my children. I want to be with my kids. Solomon finally built me a house. 
built on worship. Fue construido en alabanza. And the minute the doors were open, they didn't even get to offer up sacrifices. It says the cloud of the glory of God. Came down. Do you know when the last time the cloud had come down? It was when the people of Israel were still in the desert. It's when they were still on Mount Sinai. That's the last time the Bible talks about the glory of God. There was no cloud during the time of Judges. There was no cloud during the reign of King David. Or King Saul. Or the prophet Samuel. There was no cloud of glory during the time of Ruth. There was no cloud during the times between Moses or Joshua. The, the, the last time the cloud of glory of God was seen by the people was when he wrote the Ten Commandments and gave them to Moses. It was when his people were close. But his people had drawn so far away from him. And now finally they were close again. And God said, let me set my glory. And he filled the house. And the priest had to stop. They had to drop the mic. They had to get out the way. And the, the cloud filled the temple. And it says that they were not able to continue ministering. Because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord. Had filled the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anybody hungry? For the glory of God to fill this house. Oh, I am. I'm so hungry. I'm so ready. I can't wait for the minute. Where the cloud begins to fill this place. And we begin to look around. Not understanding. Why everything looks hazy. Why it's foggy in here. Oh, because the glory of God is in this house. I can't wait for the day. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Now, you might be asking yourself, Oh, Pastor, what's the difference between the omnipresence of God and the manifest presence of God. Well, thank you for asking. The Israelites called the manifest presence Shekinah. The Hebrew word Shekinah. Actually, in Hebrew it sounded probably more like Shekinah. And, and, and this represents the tangible presence. The presence you can touch. 
That was the Shekinah glory. Eso fue la la de Dios. It's when they said, God, come and sit on us. When, when the weight of the glory would enter a place that no one could stand on. Just like in the desert, when the glory of God appeared in the tabernacle, the Bible says that the, the, the people of Israel would fall face down. They had to fall face down because they couldn't stand in the presence of God. That's the Shekinah. It's when the weight of the presence of God, when, when you feel God pushing on you, when you feel God's heaviness, and, and you, you can't even you can't even move because the presence of God has filled that's the manifest presence. Es la the omnipresence la of God is the, is the simple fact es el, el simple, the, simple that God is here que Dios está aquí, and there y ahí, 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 and right here y aquí, and right here y aquí, and outside afuera, and over there and the barn on the street and under the bridge and down the park and all at the same time he's everywhere simultaneously at the same time that's the omnipresence the Bible says that the eyes of God travel to and fro throughout the earth that means he's everywhere at all times he can see everything he can hear everything he knows him. He is there. He doesn't know because someone told him. He knows because he's there. He knows because he heard it. He knows because he saw it. That's the omnipresence And that is very true. That is the God that we serve. But there are moments when God chooses to reveal himself to let you know, see, God is, even though God is all around us right now, we can't see him. We can't smell him. We can't taste him. We can't touch him. We don't really know he's here. But he's here. But there's moments when he says, but I'm going to let you know Pero te voy a dejar saber que you're not just going to know that I'm here because you know you're not going to just know that I'm here no solo vas a saber because que estoy of theology por you're going to know vas a saber que estoy aquí because I'm going to show you te voy a and he reveals himself it's like he turns on the lights in a dark room si and all of a sudden you can smell the anointing you can feel his presence. You can hear his voice. 
That's the manifest presence. That is when he manifests himself. When he reveals himself. He says to you, listen, I'm right here. Now you can feel Because I'm going to touch you. That's the manifest presence So then you're going to ask me. Well, pastor. I thought that was the anointing. Well, what's the difference then? Between the anointing. And the glory. Well, thank you for asking. Let me tell you. The anointing. Is for us. The glory. Is not. No es para nosotros. Mm. What do I mean by that? ¿Qué significa eso? The, the purpose of the anointing. El propósito de la unción. The, the anointing is one. So, so for example, if you. Por ejemplo. Ah, what's the best way to explain this? Deep fried. Oh. Uh, <laughs> por ejemplo. Algo frito. When you're going to deep fry something. Do you just put like a little bit of oil? Le pones un poquito de aceite. Is it going to cook right if you just put a little bit of oil? Oh, the whole point of deep frying is a whole lot of oil and it's cooking in the oil. The oil gets hot and it's what cooks whatever you're making. Whether it's empanadas or tacos or chicken. Thank you. Couldn't think of the word. Meat. Carne, Turkey, pavo, that, that, that's deep fried, right? Lo que tú estás en el you see, you, you, you ain't getting this. Yeah. You ain't getting this. No me the the, the, no the me symbol for anointing in the no, Bible lo, lo para la en la is oil. Es And when you're anointed, it's because he deep fried us nos in his power. En su poder. Ah, is he, he took us and he puts us in this pan and he soaks us in the oil and he lets us cook a little. Oh, because then when he takes us out of that, we're seeping oil. We're seeping the flavor of God. That's anointing. Ah, That's what the anointing is. Eso es lo que es la Now, how many of you know that when you smell something that's that been deep fried, it smells good. It smells good, right? Yeah. How many of you know that something dead y algo muerto, that's burning flesh, está quemado, if you burn some meat, que, al, la carne, it don't smell good, right? No huele rico. Oh, oh, oh. So let me explain something so to you. When, 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 when the priest had to go into the temple, uh -huh. it's about to blow your mind. When the priest had to go into the temple to give the sacrifice, he couldn't just walk in there. It was the presence of God. Before he went in there, he had to cook up a, 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 a special meal, a special Fragrance. And he had to burn it. And he had to stick his hand behind the curtain. And he would sit there and just spread, let the smoke. Spread. 
hicieran. That, that little mixture that he had to Esta make. It was called anointing oil. Era aceite de unción. And he had to spread the anointing tenía que echar la unción in, the, in, in the Holy of Holies en el lugar santísimo before he could walk in there. Antes que él so why did he have to do that? So porque él tenía que hacer eso. Because it, him as a human being él como humano would be in the same room estuviera en el mismo with lugar, the very presence of God he would die he would literally fall in flat and die and, and, and the Bible says that the priest had to tie a string to their legs with a little bell so that when when they finally did walk so into the holy Dios, to go and give the offering ofrenda, if they died si moría, the people outside would la hear gente ahí afuera, oía la, the, as long as the bell kept sounding que oían que eso sonaba, they knew he was still alive ellos que vivo. but if the bell stopped making a sound Pero si de so, de sonar, they knew he died and they couldn't go in there so they would grab the string and they would drag him out okay now the whole reason for all of that I want you to understand that the, the aroma that was is because we stink God told them Dios le dijo a ellos, before you come to my presence you need to cover up your stench with anointing you see the purpose of the anointing is to camouflage our flesh it's so we stop smelling so it's so we can start smelling like him are you getting what I'm saying? You want to hear another version of this? There was a beautiful young lady named Esther. And I don't have time to tell you her story. But Esther got chosen to spend one night with the king, the king of Persia. She got to spend one night with the king. Oh, what an honor! Oh, qué honor! But before she could spend Pero a night with the king, she had to spend a year in preparation. Oh yeah, a full year in preparation for one night with the king. And you know what this preparation entailed? It entailed her soaking in anointing oil. She had to soak in anointing. She had to soak it in, in perfume. So that she could spend one night with the king. Do you get the point that I'm trying to make here? You see, she had to spend all that time getting the anointing in her pores, in her hair follicles, that it would come out of her nose. She had to get the smell inside of her. She was spending all that it was coming right out of her so that when she appeared before the king even her sweat smelled good do you hear what I'm talking about 
the other problem. Oh, pero hay otro problema. We only want the anointing. Solo queremos la unción. We just want to sit in the bath. Queremos pasar tiempo oh, ahí I love the bath. Pero me encanta estar It's mojado. so much fun. Es tanto, es tan bueno. I love the anointing. Me encanta la unción. I love the smell of the me fragrance. Me encanta huele. I love, I love the bubbles. Me encantan las burbujas. Oh, it's so much fun to play with the anointing. Now, 
Let me explain the difference between the anointing and the glory. The, the anointing is like what happens in the wintertime when you stand on a carpet and you start rubbing your feet and you go up to somebody and you go and you get a shock and you get that static electricity I remember when I was a kid I never liked it but all the kids loved it they walk around building up static and touch each other giving each other shocks oh because it was so entertaining to shock each other you see that's the anointing that's what the anointing is like. you get a little shock it's electricity you get a little shock and it tickles or it feels funny mm. but the glory the glory is like taking your, your finger and sticking it in a 220 plug outlet Huh? You're going to get tickled now, right? That's going to tickle you now, right? Oh, it's going to feel real good. Uh huh. It's going to fry you all up. You see, in the glory, there's death. So, you see, the difference between the anointing and the glory, they come from the same source, the same power, but there's a different level. There's a different purpose. There's a different scope. You see, the anointing is for us to feel good. But the glory. The glory. There's a point for it. You see, you got to plug in. To stay connected. If you want that power, you got to plug in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, but can God use me? Can God show up here? Well, who are some of God's favorite people? Have you looked at the Bible? I got a couple. Jacob. Jacob was one of God's favorite people. After all, he's the one that God gave him 12 kids. To found a nation. Yes. But you know Jacob was a liar? His very name means deceiver. Jacob was a liar. Jacob era un mentiroso. But every time he lied, Pero cada vez que mentía, because he wanted something from God. Él algo de Dios. You see, Jacob so wanted God a Dios more than anything. Más que todo. He wanted God more than anything. Él a Dios más que todo. He wanted God so bad, él a Dios tanto, he lied to his brother él le a su hijo, and, a su hermano, and stole his birthright. Y robó la de he his, wanted de God so tierra. bad, he lied to his father and stole the blessing. He wanted God so bad that when he met up with Laban, he, he, he lied to him over and over so he could get the blessing. And then one day, God showed up. Mm. And God said, 
You've been fighting with man. Y le dijo, Tú has con and you've been fighting with God. Y has yeah. con Dios. Well, here I am. Pues aquí estoy. What you going to do now? ¿Qué vas a hacer ahora? And Jacob didn't let him go. Y Jacob no lo dejó the Bible ir. says he wrestled him all night. Yeah. He said, I ain't letting you go.